What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Devin. Thanks for tuning in to Two Cents Podcast. I really appreciate everyone who's listening right now, anyone who's who has listened. Um, on, on this episode, this is episode five, by the way. This episode is, is basically going to be one topic, the, uh, the whole topic, dude, you know, because there's so much I could talk about this one topic. And that topic, ladies and gentlemen, is, of course, Florida State football. Florida State Seminoles football. Those who may not know, there's some people who know, I am a Florida State fan. Um, been a Florida State fan for over 25 years. And I'm still a fan. The hard, good times and the bad times. I'm, I'm, I'm going to always be a fan, right? And let me adjust myself. I want to talk about the first three weeks of the season. Right now, Florida State is one and two. Florida State has had the lead at halftime every game this year. So that means first half, you know, we're doing you know, good. And first week, we played against Boise State, who is now ranked. Uh, that was the first game of the season. We were winning 31-19. Things were looking great. We were, you know, you know, looking at this thing like, man, is this, you know, a sign of things to come? You know, our offense was tempo, scoring, big plays, and fast, and three-play drives, and four-play drives, and boom, 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 boom. But what that led to was our defense being on the field forever because – which I'm going to talk about later, situational coaching. Our coaches are not doing a great job of. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later as far as this past game last night uh, goes, the game against Virginia. Um, we, in the first game, 31-19, you know, we was firing off all cylinders. Second half, we became predictable. We started throwing screen passes over and over and over and became predictable to the point to where you know, it was obvious that the defense picked up on it. Even the commentators picked up on it. And that's what we were doing. We were being really conservative. And, and you know, and not conservative to the point to where we were, like, running the ball, trying to run out the clock. We were actually passing it. We were still passing it. We was running a hurry-up offense, you know, with the, with a big lead. You know, and, and, and like I said, that's situational football. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And... So, Boise State came back and beat us 36-31. They shut us out in the second half. 17-0 in the second half. And, I, man, I was actually shocked by that. Because, talent-wise, Florida State's better than Boise State. Talent-wise. But, you know, that has nothing to do with the team. And a lot of people don't understand that. You know, when you have a team that's really talented, you can still be beaten. Every week, when the other team is just better prepared, better prepared, better coached, uh, the, their mentality is is different. You know, basically, we were punching Boise State in the mouth, and they weren't giving up. It, it seems like a lot of times when we get punched in the mouth, we give up. I'm talking about Florida State, I'm talking about the team and the fans, the team and the fans. You know, I could make the argument more so the fans. As soon as something goes wrong, you know, the fans want to quit and, and, you know, do everything over and do over. You know, that's, you know, I understand being a being a fanatic, but that doesn't, you know, give you an excuse to be stupid either, you know. 
but that's just that's just me. Uh, second game against University of Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe. Now the first game was supposed to be played in uh, Jacksonville, I believe. Due to the hurricane, they moved the game to Tallahassee, so it was a home game for Florida State. And second game was the same thing, home game. Uh, that was already going to be a home game. ULM came in there. They they, they played really good. We was uh, Florida State was up 24-7 at halftime. It looked like, you know, the same thing from the first game in the first half. You know, more, you know, up-tempo. You know, the guys were, you know, the plays, you know, get put in right, clicking on all cylinders, uh, confusing the defense. And then the second half, it just became very predictable. Now, if we didn't, if we didn't have Cam Akers on that field, Florida State would have lost that game. The defense uh, played bad that game and the first game. The defense has been pretty bad all year. But I blame a lot of that on the up-tempo offense. The up-tempo offense is great when you're scoring. But if if it's a bunch of three and outs, then the up-tempo offense is is no good. Like, it, it doesn't... It, it 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 doesn't suffice, you know. It like it doesn't come through if it's not clicking, like because you're getting off the field quickly because it's up tempo, and your defense who just got off the field just got some rest and they got to get back on the field. I think the first game the defense played 106 plays. That's crazy. That's I don't care how good your defense is. You put Alabama defense out there, 106 plays, they're gonna be gassed, and that's what happened with the defense the first game. Second. Second game was kind of more the same. Uh, you know, l- luckily what ended up happening, going into overtime with ULM, and they missed an extra point, and Florida State won the game. That's how Florida State won the game. Uh, this past game against Virginia, Virginia's ranked team, went there to Virginia, uh, actually played played much better. We, played, we actually played three quarters instead of just two quarters. The fourth quarter is when things went went awry. You know what I'm saying? And, you, you know, I mean, you want to find some kind of silver line and some kind of positivity out of out of a negative situation. And there were some positives, all, all three games. The positive is that our offense, look, when it's clicking, it looks like it can be one of the best. Top, it's top 10. Some top 10 offense coming into uh, yesterday's uh, week, uh, yesterday. And, and that's really just playing one half of football every game. Still a top 10 offense. That's how good the offense can be. Put together uh, four quarters of that, man. I mean, averaging almost 30 points uh, the first half. Um, I mean, you could beat a lot of teams with that kind of productivity in the first half. It's just the second half. I mean, Florida State's been outscored. I don't want to make a number up, but it's somewhere like I don't. I don't. I don't want to make it up, but it's it's by a lot. They've been outscored by a lot. I mean, they've led at halftime every game this year. You know, to be one and two, to lose two of those games and squeak past one that they should have won big. But. Last game, last night game, you know, was a little bit more competitive. Florida State's defense looked like it came to play a little bit. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, clock management, the up tempo, like, I don't understand why 
Uh, by the way, Florida State lost this game 31-24. Florida State was winning this game 24-23 with about five minutes left. And they went out there to run up-tempo. More up-tempo. There are a couple things wrong with that. One of the things is that your defense just got off the field. This is a crucial time. You need to let your defense get some rest so in case they got to come back on the field, which they did, they'll have energy. And they came back on the field because Florida State was running up-tempo for whatever reason, up, you know, leading the game, five minutes left, four quarter. They're running up-tempo and got off the field. And the defense had to get back on there. And, of course, Virginia went right back down and scored and got the two-point conversion on a scramble that should have been uh, a sack, uh, many opportunities missed. But that's, you know, the defense was gassed because the offense is running up tempo. And I know a lot of people want to blame, you know, Willie Taggart for a lot of stuff. And, and pl- trust me, there's plenty of blame to go around. That's on Kendall Browse. Running, not knowing situational football uh, um, with, with the offense, you know, like I said earlier, the up tempo offense is good when. It's clicking when it's time to run up-tempo offense. Situational football. You're up, a, you're up by one point. Five minutes left. Fourth quarter. You got Cam Akers in the backfield. You need to run him because what that's going to do. And you need to run as much clock as you can off the, off, you know, run as much time off the clock as you can because what that does is makes Virginia call their timeouts. And if they call their timeouts, even when, even if they do get the ball back, they can't stop the clock. So you're setting Virginia up to fail if they get the ball back. But if you run up tempo and missing on everything, number one, you're stopping the clock. And number two, you're giving Virginia the ball back with like three minutes left and all their timeouts. Situational football, man. That's why it's so important to have good coaching because these players are not coaches and these coaches are not players. Do your job, play your role. You're a player, play. You're a coach, coach. Offensive coordinator, you need to know what situation you're in. Being, I was telling my wife this last night, being at your opponent's 20 is different than being at your 20. It's not the same 20-yard line. It's not. And good coaches know that. Great coaches know this. Like, you know, our defense was, you know, it's been getting a lot of slack this year. And our defense has been bad. But I, I blame a lot of that on this hurry-up offense. Especially in the second half. Because the second half is when our defense is bad. Now, I will say this. The first game, you know, even though we were up 31-19, our defense was still bad all game that Boise State game. I watched all three of these games. The Boise State game, our defense was bad the whole game. It was just that our offense was scoring so much. Like, they were scoring so fast. You know what I'm saying? So, it really didn't matter. But our, our defense wasn't all that great. Now, what now our, our red zone defense was outstanding that first game. But Boise State was driving the ball every time they got the ball. Just that our goal line and our red zone defense was stopping them and limited, limiting Boise State to field goals. You know, and stuff like that. So, but for the most part, our you know, this year, our defense has been pretty bad. And I do blame a lot of that on uh, definitely technique, uh, pre-snap, uh, fumble, pre-snap mishaps or fumbles, as you call them on defense. Like, uh, just at penalties and guys lining up wrong. Like, last night, there was a guy, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Robinson, lined up offsides. 
Like, he was lined up offsides. He didn't jump offsides. He was lined up offsides. And that's unacceptable. Like, that can't happen. You know what I'm saying? But it happened. And there were a bunch of, like, just stupid penalties. The last drop, we just kept giving them. Like, on second and seven, you do, you're a defensive player and you hold. You hold the guy. You 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 um, you could. It was an incomplete pass. It was about to be third and seven. We could possibly get the ball back. Stop him on this one down, or two more downs. Get the ball back. But no defensive holding. Um, Dontavis Jackson. He he seems to always have one of these mishaps late in the game that costs us. You know that, that costs us a, a, a bit. He tries to explain it away. There's no explanation for that. And then you have I don't remember who it was. The pass was clearly over the guy the receiver's head. All the all the defensive player had to do was jump up and pick the ball off, intercept it, but he's trying to make a, 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 a whatever, a hit or something, and gets called for targeting. They get a first down. That was an easy interception. Two defensive players over there. Gives Virginia new life. Gene goes right down, boom, 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 score. Uh, the first game, Boise State game, something like that happened. The Boise State was going down to score. They fumble it. We could jump on the ball and win this game. But no, the guys try to pick it up. Levante Taylor and someone else, I can't remember who it was, try to pick the ball up. They both, you know, can't pick it up, you know, because it's hard to pick up the ball when you're thinking about running it too. Just fall on the ball. They tried to pick it up. Both of them missed it. Neither one of them got it. Boise State got it. Boom, boom, boom. Touchdown. Game over. These kind of mistakes, man. These are the these are these are kind of these are kind of plays where, where you say to yourself, are these players even disciplined? And if they aren't, don't you put? I mean, you got to put a lot of that on the coaching. So I get it. Uh, Tagger is a huge blame for this, but it's, it's not just Tagger's fault. Let's not sit here and pretend. Anyone who knows football, now there's going to be a lot of people who don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're going to say it's all Tagger's fault. Those people don't know football. They only watch Florida State games, if that. They don't know football. Trust me. People who know football know it, watching Florida State, it is not just Willie Taggart's fault. He has a lot to do with it, but it's not just his fault. Defensive coordinator needs to take some take some blame. Kendall Browse in this situational uh, football and his conservative and predictability mentality in the second half, especially. Like, our second half, like, there's more... He, there's more screens than the TV sale in our second half. It's so predictable. So there's more than enough blame to go around. Uh, our offensive line coach needs to take some of the blame too. The last play of the game, we had a chance to score. Last play of the game. Now I'm not gonna get into the time clock. Yes, the time should have the clock should have stopped at six or seven seconds. Yes, I get that, but it didn't. And what well, I I don't understand. You need to call a play ahead of time for that kind of situation. I don't think that's what happened. Now I don't know, but it doesn't. It didn't look like it because the linemen looked confused on the last play. They didn't block anyone. They didn't know what the hell was going on. They looked confused. You know what I'm saying? And that's a sign of an undisciplined team. I'm very interested in knowing what their practices are like because I, you know, I had a little insight on some of their practices and. I didn't hear that their practices were great. Let me just say that. I heard there was a lot of mistakes you can tell, especially during this offseason. I don't know how their practices are now, but during the offseason especially, they, you know, their practices weren't all that great. 
Like you can see the mistakes and you know, like there there's so much talent on this Florida State team, but talent means nothing if you're not disciplined, if you don't know situational football, and if you don't want it bad enough. Like, you know, one thing I will say, I don't see a lot of giving up, quitting. Last and I don't know how it's gonna be the rest of the year, but last year, last year, uh, going into a lot of these games, you could just see the defeat on Willie Taggart's face, the players' faces. You could just see the defeat. They were already defeated, getting off the bus. This year, it doesn't seem like that. What does seem to happen is the minute something goes wrong, that's it. But the main thing is situational football. I keep saying that because. You get your defensive players tired when you keep running up tempo all game, and when when it doesn't need to be an up tempo style of play. When you're up, you don't need to run up tempo. You don't need to keep giving the offense the ball back, especially when your defense hasn't been lights out this year. If you had Clemson's defense or Alabama's defense, yeah, I don't care. Give the offense the ball back. We'll get it back. I mean, they'll get it back for us. That's not the case here. Offense is our strong point. You need to keep the ball. As long as you can. You got Cam Akers back there. He's a workhorse. You know, you got a pretty accurate passer in James Blackman, even though he missed the touchdown to Tamari Terry last night that could have won the game. He overthrew him. I was so I was so, I was like, ah, pulling my hair with that. But um That's in the past. All that is in the past. This is uh new new week next next week playing Louisville. I think it's in Tallahassee. And um We'll see how things go, man. Hopefully, things get better. I do see some improvements on the team, but I see a lot, a lot left to be desired on the team. I, you know, I really wish I could see Willie Taggart getting in some of these players' face, uh, challenging them, uh, hyping them up. I just don't see that. I don't really see any interactions between the head football coach and the players like at all during the game. Uh, unless I'm missing something, uh, unless I have the channel changed to something else, uh, I don't. I don't know. But you know, hopefully things get better. But if they don't get better, if this year is worse or equal to last year, if there's no improvement, you know, I don't know how long he's going to be around uh, Willie Taggart uh, and his staff. I do think that, like I said, there are some improvements. There are some bright spots in this team. Um, they aren't just as bright as we like them to be as fans, but I also challenge the fans to stick with the team. Uh, I read some of the comments from some of the fans, and I'm, you know, you know, kind of sick and tired of the Florida State fan base. Uh, just about as sick and tired as them as, as I am with the Florida fan base. Gosh, ah, can't stand the Florida fan base sometimes. Well, all the time, can't stand them, and it's starting to be like that with the Florida State University fan base. You know. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of babying. There's a lot of babies, a lot of spoiled brats. You know, but I'm not going to get too much into that. Hopefully we have a great rest of the season. We'll, We'll see. And I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. I'm out.